A new book reveals how to recognize and defeat the evil of communism and other totalitarian regimes like Putin's Russia. The Triumph of Good, Cain, Abel, and the End of Marxism, with commentary by the author, Thomas Cromwell. Chapter 4 The Way of Abel The Path to Fulfilling the Divine Providence The original purpose of our Creator is immutable. The fall delayed fulfillment of that purpose, but its ultimate fulfillment is inevitable. The process by which the original purpose is fulfilled over time is what we call the Divine Providence. To understand how Divine Providence saves fallen humanity from the clutches of Satan, we need to understand the principles that govern it. At the same time, it is important to recognize that divine providence precedes and transcends all human divisions, whether they be religious, racial, national, or of any other type, such that we are all embraced within its compass. A good starting point is to recognize that our Creator exists and creates according to divine law and therefore work through divine law to reverse the alienation of humankind. The object of the salvation process is to separate evil from good and then to eliminate evil, freeing humanity from sin, that which separates us from God. And while this is ultimately an internal process of purification, persons infected with evil, as were Adam and Eve and their descendants, are not able by themselves to recognize and eliminate the evil that is part of their spiritual and mental makeup. Thus good and evil are first separated by being externalized in representatives with differing levels of purity and goodness. Neither party is perfect, but one is closer to an absolute standard of goodness than the other, and therefore is used to elevate both of them. New section, Cain and Abel Archetypes of Evil and Good. The Bible recounts the story of Cain's murder of Abel as follows, and I quote, In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel brought of the firstlings of his flock out of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is couching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. Cain said to his brother Abel, Let us go out to the field. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. That's from Genesis chapter 4. A similar account is found in the Quran, in which the key figures of the first family are Adam, Hawa, that's Eve, Kabil, that's Cain, and Habil, that's Abel. Cain's murder of Abel is described as follows, and I quote, And recite thou to them the story of the two sons of Adam truthfully. When they offered a sacrifice, and it was accepted of one of them, and not accepted of the other, I will surely slay thee, said one. 
God accepts only of the God-fearing, said the other. Yet if thou stretchest out thy hand against me to slay me, I will not stretch out my hand against thee to slay thee. I fear God, the Lord of all being. Then his soul prompted him to slay his brother, and he slew him, and he became one of the losers. That's from Surah 5. As the first offspring of humans after their alienation from God, Cain and Abel became the archetypal representatives of evil and good, respectively, and their relationship became the paradigm for the historical struggle between the opposing forces of good and evil. As the firstborn, Cain represented Eve's first relationship of love with Lucifer, which was illicit, while Abel represented her second relationship of love with Adam. This second relationship was premature and also forbidden, but it was less sinful since Adam and Eve were destined to be blessed in marriage by God. Thus Cain became the archetype of evil and Abel the archetype of good, albeit in a relative sense of good and evil. When Cain's offering was rejected, he became angry and resentful, blaming God and Abel for his own failure. Unable to control his bitterness and rage, he killed his brother in a brutal attack. This murder repeated, rather than reversed, the spiritual murder of Adam and Eve by Lucifer and sealed the alienation of the first family from God. Consequently, the providence of restoration could not begin in the family of Adam and Eve, but was postponed until a new central family could be chosen for that mission. Thus the character of Cain became the model for attitudes and behaviors that we recognize as destructive and evil. It is a character that rebels against the supremacy of God and refuses to accept divine authority. It is consequently arrogant, resentful of the success of others, and unwilling to take responsibility for its own mistakes and failures. Filled with bitterness and self-pity, the Cain-type character justifies vengeful and violent behavior, including murder. It is the root of greed and jealousy, of crime and warmongering. All these unpleasant and harmful traits are displayed in the histories of Cain-type people, tribes, nations and ideologies, but they have never been as fully realized as in the Marxist and neo-Marxist ideologies and the history of socialist and communist regimes. It is for this reason, too, that so many good and conscientious people today feel so oppressed by the left with its dark theories and pernicious influence on society and the world as a whole. Like the black clouds of Morda stretching across a once blue sky, the prospect of continued ascendancy by the left sends shivers of fear and trepidation through the hearts and minds of righteous people everywhere. But what of Abel? Can we expect him to appear as our liberator in this dark hour? If so, how? A new section, The Difficult Way of Abel. Abel is endowed with a character that is less burdened than Cain by the weight of fallen nature inherited from our ancestors. However, with this blessing comes a greater responsibility to set an example of virtue and self-sacrifice. Abel may receive divine revelations, but he is then responsible for sharing them with the world and helping Cain find his way to God. Jesus understood, taught, and demonstrated the way of Abel better than anyone in history. 
asked which commandment of the law of Moses was the most important. He said there were two that summarize all the teachings of the prophets and the law. I quote, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. End quote. That's from Matthew chapter 22. In the Beatitudes, Jesus listed the virtues we should aspire to, including purity, humility, righteousness, and peacemaking, in Matthew chapter 5. St. Paul described the way of Abel in terms of love, and I quote, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in the right. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. End quote. That's from 1 Corinthians 13. But the way of Abel is never easy. After all, it is the path that divine providence takes in a world dominated by evil. History demonstrates that often the person or party called upon to represent Abel's position and fulfill the attendant responsibilities has failed to do so, resulting in the ascendancy of Cain. Why is this so? It is because the path of Abel is daunting, often requiring great courage and sacrifice. Abel is responsible not only for his own behavior, but also for helping Cain to overcome his tendencies to do evil. In contrast, Cain is required only to confront his own fallen nature and accept the guidance of Abel. Although Abel is the younger brother, in effect he must become parent-like to Cain, winning him over to the side of good through humility and service, and, if necessary, sacrifice of himself to stop Cain from harming others. Historically, Abel's struggle to fulfill his purpose and win over Cain has often been a path of suffering and bloodshed. An evil and aggressive Cain must be confronted with clarity and resolve. It cannot be surrendered to. Sometimes Abel has to resort to force to contain and defeat Cain. For example, in recent history, Britain had to commit all its human and material resources to the battle to stop Hitler's Germany at the cost of hundreds of thousands of lives. America too reluctantly declared war against Japan and Nazi Germany, mobilizing all its resources to defeat these aggressive and murderous regimes, sacrificing hundreds of thousands of precious lives and great quantities of materiel. More recently, America's had to stand virtually alone in opposing communist dictatorships, again sacrificing many of its finest men and women as well as much treasure on behalf of people suffering under totalitarian rule and in order to stop the spread of Cain ideology and power. New section. Reconciliation of Cain and Abel. The difference between Cain and Abel type character is revealed after they achieve a victory. Cain takes advantage of his success to punish and wreak vengeance on the vanquished while Abel offers forgiveness 
and is magnanimous in helping Cain recover. Cain-type behavior never bears good fruit, either for Cain or his victims, while Abel-type behavior advances good for Abel and those he wins over. Put it a little differently, when Cain wins, everyone loses, including Cain. When Abel wins, everyone wins, including Cain. So how can Cain and Abel be reconciled? The only way is for them to resolve their differences on Abel's terms. In other words, when Cain ceases to manifest fallen nature and himself becomes Abel-like. After World War I, the Allies made the mistake of punishing Germany with draconian demands for reparations. These edicts fueled German resentment and gave Hitler a platform from which to launch his Nazi program of national restoration and revenge, leading to World War II. After that war, there was greater cause for demanding reparations based on the much greater damage done by the Axis powers compared with the Central powers. But the Western Allies wisely chose another course, providing humanitarian and financial aid for the rebuilding of Germany and Japan through the Marshall Plan and other programs. This enabled the former Axis powers to become post-war allies of their erstwhile conquerors, leading to decades of peace among former combatants. In contrast, Stalin and the Soviet Union took advantage of their contribution to victory in World War II by occupying several countries in Central and Eastern Europe, brutally crushing opposition, stripping factories of their equipment, and taking other assets by way of financial reparations. Stalin then established puppet communist regimes to force these countries into the Soviet Empire. Moscow would maintain this hegemony over these subject states for 45 years until the empire collapsed at the end of the 1980s. After a wave of liberating revolutions, most former member states and satellites of the Soviet Union now enjoy full independence and freedom. However, Ukraine continues to suffer from annexation of its territory and other predations by an apparently unrepentant and Cain-like President Vladimir Putin. The Soviet Empire cannot be said to have benefited any of its constituent or vassal states. All were eager to escape the stranglehold of Moscow, and today, shorn of its empire, Russia has few, if any, real friends. The challenge for Abel is to be resolute in the face of evil. He cannot succeed through compromise, conciliation, or appeasement. Evil must be defeated, but Cain cannot resort to the destructive behavior of Cain to achieve that victory. Abel's way is to win Cain to the side of good through service and love, if at all possible. However, Abel cannot surrender to Cain. He must employ all means necessary to prevent Cain from spreading evil. Nevertheless, after his victory, Abel can reconcile with Cain through magnanimity. Reconciliation on Abel's terms defeats evil and advances the cause of the providence of restoration, resulting in blessings for both Cain and Abel, as we shall see in history. New section, the role of religion. The primary role of religion is to reveal the often hidden inner purposes and dimensions of providential history and the principles by which we can achieve our ultimate purpose. In other words, teach the way of Abel. Over time, 
the level of understanding communicated through religious teaching and example can be elevated as people mature in their thinking, understanding and behavior. This means that, as in science, we have to be open to ever deeper insights and change our thinking accordingly. The end goal of this process is not the perfection of religion, but the perfection of human nature. Until we get there, our thinking and understanding will always need further enlightenment. In a broader sense, the purpose of religion is to create cultural environments that are conducive to enlightenment and to the creation of communities and nations that have the spiritual awareness and wisdom to participate in the creation of a good world. As we shall show, religion has often worked against its purpose by imposing dogmas that block the path of true enlightenment, censoring and persecuting those it deems heretics. This has seriously undermined religion and driven many from truths obscured by this cane-type behavior. Religion as a whole can redeem itself at this critical juncture in time by taking an unequivocal stand against the atheistic doctrines of Marxists and neo-Marxists. People of faith espousing Marxist and related theories are deceiving their followers and contributing to a new type of inquisition, that of cancel culture. Given the horrific history of the left, there's no excuse for this perversion of religious truth. In the next chapter, we will examine the historical process of enlightenment based on the Cain-Abel paradigm and including the role of religious figures and doctrines. Evil first appeared in one family, and it is the history of the lineage of that family that tells us the most about patterns of human alienation from the Creator and the key steps that have been taken to end that alienation. Thus the character of Cain became the model for attitudes and behaviors that we recognize as destructive and evil. End of the chapter.